Welcome to yet another episode of the Keep It or Change Cars podcast. It is proudly brought to you by Change Cars, which is, if you didn't know, South Africa's most trusted online car buying platform. So if you're looking for a new car, you're looking for a used car, you're looking for a motorbike, new or used, get on to changecars.co.za and you'll find what you're looking for. Now, the series is well underway. We've had a few episodes in the bag and the feedback from you is amazing. So keep the questions coming. Podcast at changecars.co.za. We'll answer everything. Today, I'm chatting to my partner in crime, partner in work, uh, colleague, Mike Pursuit. Mike, are you well? Always good to be here. And you're talking about feedback. Every single question we have is from a member of the audience, and that is what makes it so interesting. Right. People that you can relate to, it's questions you can relate to. Super excited for what we've got in store today. No, super excited as well. And I mean, the things we're going to be talking about today, I think it's it's, it's valuable stuff. You are Carpedia for a reason, and I'm going to be picking his brain today in terms of just the industry etc etc i'm just going to hit a reboot reset so everything is fresh (laughs) so you've been doing this for 32 years not a lot of people know that 32 years and i'm pretty sure that there's nothing you haven't seen or done in this industry you know what's interesting and obviously i'm humbled by the comment when you say nothing that i haven't seen or done the crazy thing is 32 years on i promise you gugu Mm. there's not a day that goes by that i don't learn something and i think anybody in any field if after 32 years you think you know it all you actually know nothing the industry is moving so quickly the new products but love to share some of some of the stuff that i've learned over 32 Mm. years look obviously i know that you love interacting with the public um i always see it when we're filming the show all things motoring So I've got one question for you. First question, what advice would you give someone looking to enter the motoring industry? You've done it all. You've been on the sales side of it, the motoring side of it, the TV side of it, podcasting, all of it. You spoke about enjoying interacting with the public. Mm. Absolutely. Because the public, whether it be for the show, for the motor trade, without the public, we know where. I want to start with the end result. Anybody looking to get into the motor trade, do it with your eyes closed. Mm. I promise you, Gugu, not once have I looked back and said, wow, I wish I'd become an accountant. I would rather vomit than be an accountant. I've never looked back and said, I want to become a lawyer. What I do, I love. One thing about this business, not a day, not a week, not a month goes by that you can say, wow, this was a exact copy of the last month. Mm. And I suppose maybe a lawyer can say that as well. This divorce was worse than that divorce. Or a doctor. But in terms of advice, Mm. Learn from those who've done it before. And that's not an arrogant statement. Everybody's at a certain level in this industry. And I suppose it's very similar for all industries. You get into it, just realize with respect, you know nothing. Somebody above you knows more than you and somebody above them. We see it quite often. You have youngsters coming in. I love fresh ideas. Mm. But I don't know if you've ever heard my saying, my way or a better way. Or a better way. But don't automatically assume that just because you're new, you're young, it's fresh, that it's going to be better. I mean, yourself, Google, I can throw it back at you. You're 30 this year. You've been in the industry for how long? Nearly 10 years now. Is it fair to say that there's not a week or a month that goes by that you don't learn something from no, me, for example? Well, no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, no. I do learn a lot from you. And, and that's, that's the honest truth. I don't call them Carpedia for nothing. And not just um, in, in terms of cars, just life and the world, et cetera, et cetera. So there's always learning going on. And I mean, the 32 years of experience, it counts for a lot. I've seen it. Thank you. And I appreciate that. Now, getting back to anybody looking to get into the motor trade, advice, 
join a company that can give you the support you need. Mm. That's all very well. You go and join a one-man band. You don't know the guy. You're not going to have that support. Join one of the bigger agents. I assure you the experience you get there. Mm. And be prepared to start at? The bottom. The bottom. 100%. I remember that joke. Do you remember a movie called Cocktail? And the guy's in a job interview and he says, boss, I'm prepared to start at the bottom. And he says, you know what? You're setting your sights too high. But that's exactly. obviously just a joke. Exactly. Always be prepared to do anything. Yeah, 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 I think that's good advice, actually. Tell me, where did you start off? So interesting, there mm. was a company in Johannesburg called Seapoint Carmart. Mm. It was owned by a gentleman, Paul Greenberg. To this day, I remember him fondly. He's now in Australia, done super well there. I was 18 years old. In fact, I lie. I was one month before my 18th birthday. I didn't even have my license. Yeah. And Paul used to do work with my older brother, who's 12 years older than me, who's an attorney. And Paul said, what is Michael going to do? And it's funny, but I remember my older brother going like, in other words, say, who the hell knows what he's going to yeah, do? Yeah. And Paul asked me if I want to get involved in the business, start helping him. And that's how I started. I so that. go back to what I said. Mm. Everybody needs a hand up. What I learned from Paul Greenberg to this day, I will never forget. How did you start in the industry? Jeez, so I, that's an interesting story. <laughs> So I started out as an intern. Um, I was a student, actually. Uh, the person who produces this podcast, um, Spike Ballantyne, he was my final year lecturer, right? At that stage, Mr. Ballantyne. Mr. Ballantyne at that stage. He still had the bit of gray in his beard. Nothing had changed. <laughs> so he steps into the class and I'm like, I know this guy. I've seen him. I've seen him on that show. It was a show that he used to do called RPM. And I've always been a car nut, right? Like everyone else. So I approached this guy after the lesson. I didn't hear anything in the lesson because I was just fixated on I want to chat to this guy about cars and wow, wow. find out more about what he's driven, et cetera, et cetera. And I approached him and I start chatting to him about cars, what he's driven, the best cars, this, that, and the other. I just wanted to hear the stories, honestly, as a car lover. And at the end of that conversation, I said to him, what, would it, what, what are the odds of someone my age getting into doing what you're doing? It was just a genuine question. I had no intentions. Studying radio, he was a radio lecturer at the time. But you're looking at somebody, a youngster, he's mm. like my hero, I want to be like him. And mm. we all need role yeah, models. Yeah. No, no, it was so cool. Then he says to me, pitch me something. I'm like, pitch something? Don't know what he's talking about. But then I, I wrote... The ball and <laughs> exactly. So I wrote, I wrote the worst article of my life. I didn't realize it at the time. I wrote a little article, script, whatever it was, sent it to him. And that was literally my entry. So he, he basically taught me a lot. Well, then he took a year to really teach me like, everything in the motoring industry, what I would need to become a successful motoring sure. journalist. And then I got in as an intern with him and the show, um, learned a lot as well. And from there, interned somewhere else. And then it just, it just started building up from there. That's incredible. But what I'd like to say for our audience, if anybody wants guidance, mm. again, write into podcast exactly. at uh, changecars.co.today. Absolutely here to assist. Mm, Advice mm. is free. You know what else is interesting? Mm -hmm. Talk about assisting. The amazing thing is everybody's on a level. Some people are here and some people are here to start. And then one day that changes. It changes. And the people that helped you on the way up, literally, they will benefit from you later mm, on. And that's why that's I say, life. if anybody's looking at making 100 million rand in the motor trade, please, I'm prepared <laughs> to help you so you can help me later. That's a funny one. That's a good one. Want SA's leading insurance? 
visit changecars.co.za and click on the discovery logo. Now, obviously, you've you've done quite well for yourself um, over the 32 years that you've been around. I, I would never want to interrupt you when you're speaking, Gugu. Please carry <laughs> go on. Go ahead. Go for it. <laughs> but now, what I want to know from you is what sets a successful person apart from someone who's just ambling along or someone who's basically failing in business or in this game? That is a broad answer. Me personally, I would advise somebody to see the end result before mm. they start. Anything you do is an end result that you're aiming for. Don't amble along and say, how do we get to this end result? Mm. See the end result before you start. Think about it. I'm selling a car. Mm. Make sure that that car is immaculately prepared, immaculately clean, that when client comes in, immediately when he looks at it, he's happy. Give him the right price. Give him the right service. What sets you apart? Too many people in life, I do mm. not believe, have integrity and the customer at heart. Now, if that sounds self-effacing, it's not meant to be. Everything you do mm. by helping others, who are you helping the most, Google? Helping yourself. 100%. Mm. People who've got the most successful and trusted businesses, is it luck or is it do they work at it every single day? I always say to people, things can go wrong in life. Mm. That's not the issue. Mm. It's how it's dealt with. You go to a restaurant, you go buy a car. There's a problem with a the meal, there's a problem with a car. Are you unhappy that there's a problem with a meal or are you unhappy with the way it's sorted out? And that's all it is. That so, is power. Very long answer to a very short question. No, that, that's awesome. But I've also seen the way you work. Obviously, we do work closely um, with the show, etc. But your work ethic is insane. And it made me realize that for you to operate at a certain level, you, you've got to be an operator. You've got to have an insane work, work, work ethic. Am I correct? Well, I appreciate that. But again, it goes back to loving what you're doing. Mm. I said to you in the 32 uh, years that I've been doing this, not once have I looked back and said, oh, I hate what I'm doing. Or I wish I was doing mm. something else. Mm. So if you're getting into a profession, whatever the profession may be, I'm recommending go into the motor trade. Mm. But if you're doing it as just a means to an end, how can you yeah. love something that you don't feel like is a calling? Journalism. Look at how your journey has grown. Mm. But at all times, are you loving what you're doing? I love it. Absolutely love it. And that's so, why you're successful at what you're doing. Actually, so true. So get into something you love. Uh, have an insane work ethic. What was the other one? Integrity. Integrity <laughs> and honesty. Oh, right? ab absolutely. Have you ever heard the saying, your reputation precedes you? Yeah. Often, and I use the word putting out a fire. Imagine starting a deal and you're trying to put out a fire. Oh, yeah, but you know, this customer was unreasonable. The customer is not always right. Mm. Let's be clear on that. But when the customer is right, the customer is right mm. and do the right thing. And if you always do the right thing by a person, take a place like Hello Peter. Mm. You can go review on Hello Peter. Do you think a person goes and reviews negatively on Hello Peter because they had a bad experience or because that experience was bad and got worse and wasn't, wasn't sorted resolved. out? That's yeah. all it is. Mm. Nobody goes and reviews you badly because there was an issue. Yeah. The issue wasn't solved. How was it resolved? 100%. Another thing I will tell people about the motor trade, there's something in the motor trade called comebacks. Let's look at a small example. Customer comes in. He's got a small problem that I didn't envisage. 5,000 Rand to fix it. Most people say, ooh, ah, uh, but you know what I do? We fix it. Why? Because that customer for 5,000 Rand spend becomes an ambassador. I couldn't go put up a billboard for 5,000 Rand. When that customer goes and speaks positively, gives you a positive review. You get more customers. Absolutely. Honestly, insane. life is actually a lot simpler than people think. That's Just madness. do it right and mm. it will come back to reward you. Do it wrong and it will come back to 
bite you in the rump. Correct. Amazing. I've learned a lot. Thank you so much for sharing wealth and knowledge, a wealth of knowledge. Is that how they say it? Wealth of knowledge. Wealth of knowledge. We're not done here yet. Just uh, we've got one final point of discussion, me and you today. Looking to buy a new or used car? Visit changecars.co.za. Now, we've got a question from Mattel, who's from Bryanston, and wants her opinion on the future of car showrooms, right? So he thinks car showrooms will be a thing of the past in a few years. Do you agree? So interesting. I change my opinion on this regularly. Mm. Sometimes I say, what do you actually need a car showroom for? Mm. How many people walk into a showroom and say, oh, wow, is this a new Golf A GTI? They've seen it in a magazine. They've seen it on TV. They've seen it driving. That's why they want it. A showroom in many ways is a means to an end to deliver the car. So that's when I think to myself, showrooms are coming to an end. Then, have you seen over the last two, three, four, five years, our showrooms have just got better and better. We had the pleasure of attending a launch at Cherry Northcliffe, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. You were there, you mm -hmm. filmed. Describe that showroom and then tell me if you can do without that showroom. Look, it is a world-class showroom. And I love the fact that showrooms are evolving, right? It's not longer That's just it. a place where cars are parked and stored. Yeah. You've got a little place where you can sit comfortably, have a coffee. You've got a little place where your kids can sit. It's just, it's an insane thing that they're, they're doing. 100%. And it's not always a easy answer. Mm. Take something like cameras. Take something like satellite navigation. Honestly, they finished. Why? Because you've got it all in one on the phone. Mm. How do you eliminate a showroom? How will you deliver the car? Mm. You can't deliver it virtually. How will you service the car? Where will you keep exactly. the parts? So if you said to me, Mateo, what is the answer? I would say to you, showrooms are going to continue to evolve at great expense, which is passed on to the consumer, but you'll have the pleasure of going into beautiful showrooms for a long time to come. No, I agree. I, I think, I mean, as personally speaking, I want to go touch, see, and feel. Um, even if I have the option of sending an email, I'd rather call the person or go and see the person. So I think you still have people that want to actually go and feel, touch the product. Correct. Right. And now just to add something to it, new cars. Remember mm. I said to you, it's not like, oh, I've never seen a new Golf GTI. So you could order a new car. I accept that. But mm. a secondhand car, you're buying a specific example. What do the tires look like? Scratches, yes. interior, yes. cleansiness, etc. So Test drive. No, test drive, absolutely. But I'm just still in awe mm -hmm. at the quality of showrooms. So I had the pleasure of spending time in Sydney, Australia. Mm. First world country, magnificent. Straight question, straight answer. Where do you think the showrooms are better, South Africa or Sydney? It's not even a debate. Sydney? Not even close. Really? Absolutely. Tell me why. Yeah. Going to a bank in Australia. Mm. Okay, first world country. Mm. Our banks, you walk into a beautiful Absa, Ned Bank, Standard Bank, FNB, Capitec. Just make sure I don't miss anyone in case one of them <laughs> want to become a sponsor. Mm -hmm. They are streets ahead wow. of what they look like in Australia. Wow. We have got a sophisticated first world mentality in so many of our businesses. Mm. And then uh, ESCOM and our government departments take care of our the optimism. Rest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's really interesting, Mike. I've learned quite a bit today. I've never been to Sydney, Australia, but it's quite interesting to know that there are certain things that we're hidden. Absolutely. We can be proud as a country in so amazing. many things. That is amazing. Now, obviously, you've been doing this for 32 years, like we said. Any tip for anyone listening to the podcast? Always have brown sugar. It's healthier than white sugar. Uh, uh, or do you want a motor-related tip? I already tip? do that, so try again. Okay. 
So one of the things I say to everybody, people yeah. will phone me. It can be a friend that didn't ask for advice. I'll say, you won't believe we bought a car and it's a lemon. We made a mistake. Mm. The tip is do your homework. Mm. I tell people today, you decide you want a second-hand Nissan Magnite, Toyota Urban Cruiser. There's a couple of hundred of those at any time available. Mm. What is a rush to go buy it tomorrow? Get the color you want, get the mileage you want, get the deal structure you want. Take your time. So take your time. Don't go, be in a rush. Go onto a website, mm. any of the well-known car platforms, preferably change cars. Have a look at what's available today. Market. 229 for a car with 35,000 Ks. Tomorrow, one comes on at two, 219 and it's got less kilos. Somebody else buy mm. that because you did your homework. Mm. So essentially, you don't need to be the guinea pig. Google any mistake that you can make mm. in life and in business and buying a car. Has somebody else made it before? Guaranteed. Absolutely. Guaranteed. I don't believe in 2023 there's a mistake that I can make that hasn't been made. Ask and learn. And on that point of asking, we're here to help. If you need advice before you buy that car, that Nissan Magnites, whatever it is, send us a mail. Podcast at changecars.co.za. Whatever it is, we'll do our best to answer it. You don't have 32 years for nothing. I don't have 10 years for nothing. Correct. Right? correct. Combined, what does that make? 120. <laughs> Good. Our total age or experience? <laughs> 40, 42 years. <laughs> 42. Our job is to give advice to those who want to take it. Mm -hmm. You've given the website address. Go to changecars.co.za. Our numbers are there. You want to get hold of us? We are there. My cell phone number, my email address. I'm not riding or hiding from anybody. I want to engage. Need advice? Visit changecars.co.za and click on the Keep It or Change Cars tab. So in the first four months of the year, you and me, we've had the opportunity to travel to three overseas destinations, hmm. myself, Australia, mm -hmm. and uh, Dubai. You've been to China for the Shanghai Motor Show. Correct. That must have been incredible, as in incredible. No, it was. So it was my first time, obviously, in China, but also my first time attending uh, like an international motor show. And nothing prepares you for that kind of thing, Mike. It's just the sheer size of it. And wait for it, the amount of mileage that you cover on foot. Incredible. It's, it's insane. It's insane. Now, I've always had a bit of a fascination for China, mm. but not enough of a fascination to take me there. So I know that sounds contradictory. China itself, Shanghai, mm. Beijing, what is it like? The motor show. Is it an attack on the census? No, it is an attack on the census. But you know what? The thing is, mainstream media portrays China a certain way. I promise you, China is streets ahead of what we think it is. The cars, for me, the car culture. So... I, and I likened it to, to the VW Polo. So here, the way the VW Polo is, it's everywhere. Everyone has a Polo yes. that's like Tesla is like the Polo there. I was like, what? Like literally everywhere you go, it's Teslas everywhere, Mercedes-Benz, Maybachs. So in my opinion and what I saw, it's a lot of cars and little electric scooters. But the cars that are like here in our country, like at the top somewhere, you know, or towards the top. Oh, nowhere there. Oh, nowhere there. There you've serious? got things that you don't even see here. Like if you took a three series or five series oh, no, BMW or C class, is that no, doesn't no. Uh, raise an S eyebrow class. there? S class. That's where you start there. S class and above. Now the condition of cars. I mean, yeah. you're driving in China. You've always got this perception of China. On the one hand, it's absolutely third world, 
I, I, I wouldn't use the word peasant in a rude way, mm-hmm. and then first world because of these modern cities. What is it when you see it? First world or third world? No, no, no. It's it's first world by far. So the the, the interesting thing for me was that you know we think we like like semi first world in South Africa. We not compared to China, they're like proper proper first world. We just we were there. So that's like first world. And the first thing you notice when you get there are the buildings, all the lights. So the buildings are properly lit up with all these graphics and all these lights. It's like you're in New York City or Vegas. But the Shanghai Motor Show itself, mm. tell us about that. I mean, that must be something no, to it's behold. it's stunning. It's stunning. So I, How does I w- it compare to the show at Nasrec <laughs> or the Randy Easter Show? It doesn't compare at all. So I was invited there by GWM Haval. Um, so there was a lot happening there, but... My focus here was what GWM is doing. So we only know GWM Aval as these two brands. They've got other brands that they're launching. So they're coming to the country. They unveiled, I think, three other brands, like completely different brands. There's the Aura. There's um, the, the Tank. As, uh, there's also the Way. The Way. Amazing. So we're getting the Tank. And we're getting the aura. Auras, so names that are right now absolutely foreign, foreign to, us. to us. A year from now, like we're Not talking about the year. Cherry Tigo, Novell Jolion, everybody's going to be talking about the tank. The tank. We're also getting the, the aura. The aura. So aura is like the all-electric yeah. range. That's like an all-electric brand. Um, guess what they call the model? One of the models that are coming here. Take a guess. MP Aura. No. The aura, <laughs> good cat. The aura, That's good the model. cat. Yeah. Wow. The model, the model name is the good cat. Now, are these uh, ICE engines or are no, they no, uh, full EVs? Electric. Is it all EV? Full electric, the entire range. That's what Aura is all about. So Aura is basically like VW, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get the model, which is the Good Cat or the Ballet Cat, you know? I'm hoping that they're going to change those names when it, when they, when the cars come here. <laughs> for <yeah>. sure. <laughs> but now, Google, we always joke about SCOM and electric vehicles. Yeah, yeah, forget about the jokes. When you're in China... We talk about EV. Does the country look set up for EV? If you go to a shopping center, did you have the opportunity to go to a shopping center or a garage? Is the country properly equipped for EV en masse? Because we in South Africa are not no, equipped not. en masse. Not. So it's interesting you ask that because um, I did ask the same question. Obviously, because it's such a built-up area, you don't actually get to see people's homes. But the one thing I did notice is that You've got all. You've got a lane dedicated to bikes, but the guys don't ride bikes there. They ride electric scooters, right? Own lane, so the guys are safe. You find, you'll see the guys smoking as they're riding or on their phone, and they're like, "This is so safe. I wish it was like that here." And does everybody obey the rules? So they you do. don't have the local taxi driver no, 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 in no, the no, bike no. lane, no. or the local uh, guy in a hurry to get to work. No, never happens. But. Then I asked because um, you see all of these bikes, these electric scooters at night, all parked, like bunched up everywhere you go. It's just bunched up and they just leave them there. Some are in the street corners by the robots. And I'm like, okay, but how do do these guys charge these things? Because they're not connected to anything. So I asked one of the Chinese people, and it's so simple, Mike. Pull the battery, go into your apartment, charge the battery overnight, obviously. Come back in the morning, plug it in. And you go to work. And the battery, roughly weight size? I don't know. But I mean, those things are very lean and small. Yeah, yeah. It's nearly like a bicycle. It, actually, they do have pedals on them. Yeah. So they're very, very tiny but little things. But that's interesting. So it's like literally charging your cell phone. Yeah, literally. You go, you go to work, you go to the office, it's charged, plug that's it in it. in the morning. But what strikes me, and you said about in many ways how we're behind, mm. in China, 
I wasn't there. You were there in Australia, in Dubai. The inherent safety of the oh, yes. culture of the people. One o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, Beijing or Shanghai, quiet or busy? Busy. Whoa. So we went out at around 10, 11 at night, sightseeing. And it was so busy. It was as if it was during the day. So picture, And this is during the week. This is not during the week, midweek, 10, 11. Picture New York City, like Times Square area. Yeah. Same thing, exact same thing. It's amazing. But that's exactly how it felt in Sydney. That's exactly mm. how it felt in Dubai. And let that be a lesson for our people, our countries, our government. Just get the safety right. People right. on the street, people on the street stimulates an economy makes your country look like it's doing well. You go to Rosebank, 10 o'clock at night, it's dead. You don't want to walk there. So when are we immigrating to Beijing? <laughs> Can't Five speak the language. Years. And with that, Mike, thank you so much for the chat. Always insightful, always good to have you in here. Same time next week? Same time next week, or are you coming in? Absolutely, are Lovely. you? <laughs> I have to be here. Awesome. Now, as always, if you need any motoring-related advice, whether it be car buying, bike buying, financing, insurance, you know the people to go to. And the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is Change Cars has added a new tab onto their website. It's called Leisure. So that's essentially for people looking to buy boats, jet skis, caravans, changecars.co.za. You'll find it all there. If you want to get a hold of us, it's podcast at changecars.co.za. For South Africa's best motoring content, catch all things motoring on DSTV Channel 189 and on YouTube. New episodes every week.